Hey everybody, today is March 26th, 2020. Welcome back to another episode of The Leo Show. So today I just wanted to jump on here and talk about uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and where we're headed in this global financial crisis. I know the mainstream conversation, everything that everyone is talking about right now is about money printing. It's about QE. It's about uh, the Fed and central banks basically printing money into infinity uh, to use their own terminology. And I know a lot of people are discussing the viability of stimulus. They're talking about multi-trillion dollar stimulus packages, and people are wondering what the effects are going to be on the dollar. A lot of people are speculating on inflation, hyperinflation, possibly even deflation, and other potential pitfalls of printing money uh, into infinity and uh, bailing out banks, bailing out corporations, bailing out the individual uh, with basically a form of UBI. And ultimately, the conversation is around unsound monetary policies. So the reason why we're in this mess is because of uh, the unsound policies behind the US dollar, the poor set of monetary policies that govern uh, central bank-issued currencies that have no backing. Uh, They can print into infinity, as they've said even themselves. And the fact that they can do this and there's no limitation on how much can be printed uh, causes a real problem. It causes unsound money. And it is the literal reason why Bitcoin was created in 2009. Bitcoin was created in the wake of the financial crisis in 2008, even in the Genesis block, there was a notation about poor monetary policies. And ultimately, the stage is being set for Bitcoin to shine right now in 2020 with all of the crazy money printing, with economies slowing down, with fiat currencies being printed uh, into infinity and being issued. And people are really starting to realize, they're starting to wake up to the issues of centralization, the issues of central bank currencies and fiat money that has no sound policies behind it, nothing backing it. And ultimately, the fact that unsound monetary policies are entering the mainstream conversation is a key point for Bitcoin moving forward. People were talking about how Bitcoin would succeed in a recession. And I've talked about that a little bit before on this show. And in my opinion, it's not about succeeding in this global financial crisis. It's about showing what sound monetary policies could mean during this financial crisis. So Bitcoin's success may come during this crisis or it could come after this crisis has subsided, after businesses start to return to normal, after hopefully fiat currencies recover a little bit, um, as things kind of settle down after a global financial crisis Uh, That could be where people realize that they need to uh, hedge their bets, that they need to uh, essentially turn to assets that they can store wealth in, uh, like gold, like silver, uh, and like Bitcoin. So I know a lot of people are debating the idea of Bitcoin as a reserve form of money, as a form of money that will uh, hold its value in the long run. Of course, it mostly has to do with the volatility of the Bitcoin price. But if you look at Bitcoin over long enough time frames, uh, for example, looking at Bitcoin over the last year, uh, it's held its value extremely well. 
and yeah, there are some crazy fluctuations. I mean, you see it go from 3,500 here uh, at the end of March 2019, all the way up to 12,000 here uh, at the beginning of July 2019. And then again, uh, it's fluctuated a lot over this year, coming back down, going back up, coming back down. And this price volatility is what scares people about Bitcoin. It's what scares off a lot of potential institutional money and individual money. It scares people from wanting to enter into this market. And it definitely installs this thinking that Bitcoin is not a uh, form of storing wealth, that it's not uh, something that can be reliable in the future. Uh, but again, if you look at long enough timeframes, uh, Bitcoin has done very well in not only holding its value, but being a speculative asset that uh, grows significantly in value. And really the losers in the Bitcoin situation are the ones who buy on these crazy rallies. They're the people who buy on the way up, uh, the people that buy at the top. And this goes back to something that I've also talked about before, uh, which is an idea that Andreas Antonopoulos talks about a lot. And that is to think of Bitcoin as a real currency. Don't think of it like a speculative asset. So I think a lot of people look at Bitcoin as a way to buy in and try to sell high and and speculate on the price. Uh, but what Andreas has said in the past is, think of Bitcoin like you think of dollars. You don't think of buying dollars to speculate on the price. Uh, you go to work, you do what you love to do, you create something, uh, either you're a freelancer or you have a normal job and earn a paycheck and you're paid in dollars. So think of Bitcoin the same way. Uh, do your job, do the thing that you like to do, uh, find people who are willing to pay you for your services or for your products in Bitcoin. And if you're earning Bitcoin over time and Bitcoin becomes a more stable storehold of wealth and it does what it's done in the past, which is uh, not only store wealth, but increase in price over time, your work becomes a lot more valuable and your quote unquote investment in Bitcoin uh, has a lot more chances of success in my opinion. Uh, your overall ability to uh, really gain value from the crypto market uh, increases a lot when you think of Bitcoin as something that you earn, not necessarily something that you just buy. Um, so I'm kind of in a mixed boat because I both speculate on the price of Bitcoin and I try to earn Bitcoin wherever I can. I try to earn crypto in any way that I can, uh, trying to sell services and products in exchange for crypto. And that makes a big difference on my portfolio. It changes the way that I think about cryptocurrency and I know that a lot of people would do a lot better if they thought in a similar manner when it comes to Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So something else that is important to touch on is the idea of uh, sound financial systems, uh, not just with Bitcoin, but also with other uh, alt cryptocurrencies, altcoins, uh, Ethereum and systems like that. Um, I know that a lot of people speculate on altcoins because they think that uh, they can make a lot of money. They look at the price of altcoins, they see how volatile they are, and they think that it's like investing in Bitcoin five years ago, uh, and they can potentially 10x or even 100x their money. And yeah, I mean, that's something that I do a little bit too. I think we all tend to go towards a little bit of speculation. Uh, but when you think about this mainstream conversation that I'm talking about, the idea that uh, the systems of the future run on these sound monetary policies, that people are going to want to move away from these traditional systems that have flaws, 
these fiat systems that print money into infinity. Uh, that not only applies to Bitcoin, but it also applies to DeFi, uh, the decentralized finance movement, and banking the unbanked, but not just banking the unbanked. It's also about uh, banking people who are already banked, but who no longer want to participate in the traditional systems that have been so broken in the past and the systems that lead to the situations that we're in now, where quantitative easing is necessary, where the printing of money is necessary, uh, where all of these issues really uh, come to light. I think a lot of people are going to start to look at Ethereum, altcoins, DeFi, and especially Bitcoin as ways to hedge outside of traditional finance. And I know a lot of people in the space have been talking about how Bitcoin and crypto will perform in a recession. Uh, who knows how it will perform exactly. But what I believe is that the recession, the global financial crisis, simply will lead people to talk about sound financial principles. And when you talk about sound financial principles, you need to look into cryptocurrency. You need to look at how uh, Bitcoin was literally created for this purpose and how decentralized financial systems can provide an immense amount of value, uh, not only to the unbanked, but to everyone in the world. So to me, this is the number one reason why Bitcoin and crypto will succeed uh, in this global financial crisis. It's not necessarily that they're going to succeed in terms of price in this global financial crisis, but I believe that they'll succeed in terms of adoption, uh, not just in this financial crisis, but after this financial crisis. And I think this is something that a lot more people need to focus on, that Bitcoin and crypto have the potential uh, to really spread their wings and and showcase their viability as alternative systems uh, to these fiat policies, to these central bank policies that don't work, that uh, cause all of these financial issues, all the financial fallout that we've seen, uh, whether it's in 2001, whether it's in 2008, or whether it's in 2020. Uh, these financial crises are setting the stage for Bitcoin. They're setting the stage for DeFi, for crypto. And ultimately, we need to see cryptocurrencies succeed. We need to see them take their rightful place uh, in the markets. And I think this year and next year are going to be major shining points for Bitcoin and crypto. I think they need to take center stage. They need to enter the mainstream conversation uh, when it comes to monetary policy. And I can definitely envision that happening. And uh, that's all for today's episode of The Leo Show. So thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time.